Welcome to The Waggle, the official podcast of the Canadian Football League. That is right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to The Waggle Podcast brought to you by us here at the CFL and CFL.ca and brought to you by me. Donovan Bennett, I love being here with you because it gives me a chance to talk to some of the GOATs, the greats of the game, people who really made an impact in Canada with their play and personality on the football field. And our next guest definitely made an impact with his play and personality, and that is Don Wilson. He is going to be our interview this week. Such a character on and off the field, but also is literally a character who has an accomplished acting career. So we're going to talk about both on this edition of The Waggle and what it is like going into the hall. Hall of Famer Don Wilson up next on The Waggle. And without further ado, we get to talk to the Don, the Hall of Famer Don Wilson. And Don, how does that sound? After your name comes those three letters, H-O-F, Hall of Famer. Oh, my God. It sounds perfect, really. <laughs> it's like it should have been there. Um, you know, it, it's, a, it's a dream come true. Uh, it's been an amazing journey. I had a great and wonderful time playing with all of my, my teammates in Canada. It, it was a lovely ride. I, I, you know, I, I'm just so, I'm so excited about it. I'm so happy about it. And I'm truly blessed about it to be able to uh, now be part of the, the Hall of Fame uh, uh, athletes, uh, football players who played in the CFL. I'm just, I'm just too excited, too happy, actually. So when you got the news and you got excited, who was the first person you told? <laughs> uh that's funny you said that because they told me not to tell nobody because they called me too early. I was like, oh, we can't tell nobody because that's something that you want to tell everybody. All your family, all your loved ones, everybody, your friends, people who grew up with you, all your ex-teammates. You want to tell everybody. But they told me I couldn't tell anybody because they told me too early. But I, I, I had to tell somebody, so I ended up telling my son. He was the first one. He was the first one I told. I called him immediately because I told him that I couldn't tell nobody. So I told him not to tell nobody. <laughs> so well, <laughs> and he, but he was better than me. He was way better than me. Like he was like cool, calm. He's my son is really a very cool and calm. He's like, kind of like his mom. His mom is really cool, and calm. So he was really like, okay, dad, but we just ain't gonna tell nobody. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's easy for you to say. So, but I, you know, it, I, I had a, a very, very hard time because it was for two weeks. They told me not to tell nobody, and that. Wow. But like I said, I, I got to talk to my son, so we was talking a lot after that <laughs> because I just had to keep calling him back and forth so he could calm me down. Because like I said, I was just I was way too excited, you know. That is a little bit of torture. Two weeks, you can't tell anyone. I, one thing that we've learned, and maybe this is why you're a Hall of Famer, is that you're coachable. Because if someone told me I couldn't tell anybody, I would have said to them, you can't tell me anything. I'm a Hall of Famer. I'm going to tell whoever I want to. Uh, <laughs> hey, <you> know, <laughs> no, the, the funny part about it was I, I, I just, 
I don't know how you think you could do that. How you think you could do, torture somebody like that? <laughs> but I, I, I wasn't, you know, I'm not arrogant anyway. I'm just a, you know, fun guy and confident guy. But the, the you know, it, to me, it was more of a, a, of a torture thing than anything. Yes, uh, I you know, I, I, So I couldn't say that to him. But but when you could share it with the world, what was that like? Both, I'm sure you're telling people and seeing their reactions but the reaction you're getting from people who heard the news who wanted to reach out and congratulate you what was that like well it was a process um and it's still going on because you know people still you know finding out and stuff um it's a very humbling but uh wonderful um uh process wonderful um to be uh recognized uh, as a Hall of Famer, wonderful to be, you know, uh, encouraged to uh, continue to do things and try to do things to the best of your ability. Um, you know, a lot of friends, like I said, and family members have been calling me ever since I was able to uh, tell. So I'm still getting calls. I'm still getting texts. I'm still getting uh, uh, stuff on Facebook and everything. So, yeah, it's it's been amazing. It's been amazing. Every time somebody reaches out to congratulate me. And you made an impact in multiple areas with the organizations you were with, but also with multiple organizations. You played for three, but you bounced back. Edmonton, Toronto, Edmonton, Toronto. Quick stop in BC, <laughs> Edmonton. You know, did you just want to enjoy both sides of the country that you decided to, to ping pong back and forth, back and forth? I, you know, it's just, it, it's, it was always kind of funny to me that every time I got traded, it was always to the other team, either Edmonton or Toronto. I, I like, I love Toronto. Like, I love Toronto because it's like a big city. And, you know, I'm from, this, you know, Washington, D.C., in the States, big old city. So I just like, love Toronto. It just seemed like, kind of seemed like being back in D.C. and, and being in, in the States. So, but, you know, and then I also have my son there. So that's another reason I love Toronto. So, um, it's just been a great city for me. Every time you made a great cup, you came home with it. Every time you yeah. got there, you were, you were coming home with it. People just hope to get to one. You won four. Uh, right, what was right. that like? Well, you know, <laughs> it's a funny story. But um, I used to play for the Buffalo Bills, right? And this is just how, I, you know, this is just you know how I see it. They went to four and lost four, and I went to four and won four. So I don't, I don't know if you want to put a correlation to it or whatever. You know, you know any kind of, uh, you know, uh, under, you know, I don't know. But um, for me, uh, I, I don't know. I was just blessed. I was just blessed to be on some great teams. And, and when we went to the Grey Cup, we always ended up being the better team we end up winning the game. So I, I don't know what it was, but I can always go back to the the fact that I I was I always tell people, see Buffalo should have kept me. So cause they'd have went, they'd have won. But you know, and you know, that's just 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 me saying that. Um but uh I, I'm just I was happy uh to be a part of the four championship teams. You know, they were great teams. Well, I'm Assuming that you've got a funny story about this, confirm or deny, 
you went to Wayne Gretzky, the great one's wedding, with Damon Allen, another great one? Yes. My boy. That's Baba partner. I love Damon. That's my boy. Me, uh, we was in Edmonton playing, I think. And he got the invite from Wayne. I think he got the invite from the you know from family. And he took me. I was his date. Me and Damon went to <laughs> me and Damon went to the wedding. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. It was a beautiful wedding. But I remember it was uh so much fanfare, so much to me, I, I didn't even understand. You know, I, I couldn't believe I was there. Uh, it, it was a lot of beautiful people. It was a lot of, you know, uh, Edmonton was beaming. You know, uh, it, it was just a, 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 a great wedding. So like your boy Gretzky, you went from Edmonton eventually to L.A. at the Gretzky wedding. You were a reality star before reality TV. But now you're in L.A. and you're, you have this burgeoning acting career that it happens post Football, most football players are defined by that and that alone. But you, you've got this other, you know, successful career. What, what has that transition, you know, been like for you to have a, you know, some other success in the acting world? Well, um, I haven't made it out here yet, but um, I've always been an actor. Uh, I just, I just play pro football, so it kind of took me away from the acting. Um, but I was in college, in high school, I did plays and stuff, in the musicals and stuff. Uh, and what happened was, when I was in Toronto, uh, my 1997, it was during the off-season. Because I stayed in Toronto in the off-season. So, in 1997, I met a young lady, and she was an actress. And she said, uh, I said, so how you doing? You know, what I told. she told me she was an actress. And I said, so, oh, yeah, I used to do some acting, whatever. And it was almost my end of my career anyway. I was trying to think about what I wanted to do after football. And the fact that I met her and we was talking about that. And she said, well, maybe you need to go meet, meet my agent, right? So I went to meet her agent and they took me on as a uh, client. And they sent me out on three or four auditions and I booked three out of the four. So I did uh, two TV movies, uh, 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 the Saintly Switch uh, uh, and uh, Garbage Picking, Field Goal Kicking, Philadelphia Phenomenon with Tony Danza. And then I did an uh, uh, episode of Earth Final Conflict. I booked three, all three of those. So what happened was it was kind of a natural thing. So after I uh, found out I couldn't act anymore in Canada because I wasn't a Canadian citizen, uh, it was just a natural thing for me to find either New York or Los Angeles to go to, to continue my acting career. And I love hot weather and sunshine. So you know I chose L.A. So that's how I got to L.A. Um, like I said, but I've been here for like almost 20-something years now. I've done some things. I took a break, uh, took off a while because my grandson needed some help. And I took him in and helped him graduate from high school. Uh, then my brother got sick with Parkinson's. So I took him in and I've been helping him. So it's kind of made me take a back seat for my, as far as my acting things going. But this year, uh, hopefully after the pandemic, I can, you know, rekindle my acting thing and get back into it. Um, because this, this is one career you're never too old for acting. Mm -hmm. 
So no question. And even given the stop start nature of it and the fickle nature of the business, you've, you've done some really cool things. Grey's Anatomy, which is a show that I've got on the PVR. I'm a, I'm a Grey's fan. Uh, Saintly Switch as well is, is another one that many of our listeners would know. But you've done some things with you know, some legit A-level actors, right? Planet of the Apes with Mark Wahlberg. After the Sunset with Piers Bronsman. Those are the, some of the stars. Look at you. Look at trade. you with my stats. Look at you. Well, you okay, know, okay, you know, okay. Just, you're right. You're we, right, too. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Got, yeah Matter of fact, got, I, had a, I had a scene with Piers Bronsman. In that talk movie. talk about it yeah 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 because what happened was i was just doing some background work on it because you have to have a sad card to do the the main acting thing so i had to earn my sad card so i did a lot of background work but uh to my surprise not really a surprise because that's just how my life has been for the things i know i can do uh, within six months i got my three sad cards so i can join the union but what happened was Every time I did background, people would always, the directors would always put me in front, like all the time. Like I got a scene with a movie called Deliver Us From Evil. They put me in as the mayor's bodyguard. They always put me in front. So when uh, I was on the P.S. Bronson movie, trying to get my other sad card, they uh, picked me, the director picked me out of the, out of the lineup the audience or whatever out of the whatever the background crew and had me do a scene with pierce bronson so the scene was i'm walking down the hallway pierce is walking down the hallway he had he has a tape out of his pocket and he hands it to me and i put it in my jacket and i keep it walking i keep it moving so it's it's, it's kind of funny so so when you see pierce pass that tape to to the um i play the usher in the uh, basketball game that is don wilson it's crazy. You have been up and close and personal with some of the greats, uh, you know, in, in sports and in, in film. And, you know, you are a great yourself. You're in that iconic photo with all of the great uh, Argos, you know, after you, you won that championship with Pinball and Flutie and yourself hoisting up the trophy. Are there some, you know, tangible traits in some of those greats at the top of the profession in acting like a Pierce Brosnan or Mark Wahlberg or in sports like yourself and a Doug Flutie that are constants? Is there something that, that is the same across genres? I think it is. I think the first thing it is is confidence. I think that's the first thing. The second thing is the willingness to do what it takes to make it and, and then become better. Uh, the third thing is, you know, always execution. You have to execute uh, the things you want to do. Um, and, you know, the determination is key too. determination, hard work and and, and, and and seeing yourself doing these things, too. You also have to envision uh, making these things happen, making a great play, making an interception, making a save and tackle. You know, you have to envision yourself doing these things. Uh, same with the acting thing. I mean, I have to envision uh, uh, getting that lead role in a movie, getting that uh, lead uh, uh, co-star role on a sitcom. I have to envision it. So it's going to take the same thing that I applied to football in, in this acting thing for me to be able to excel the way I need to and want to. And, and like I said, I also forgot about uh, uh, John Candy. That was my main man. I mean, we got a clip uh, in the, uh, the 1991 uh, uh, West uh, uh, Eastern Finals. Uh, we played Winnipeg at home. 
uh, and you know me and John Candy over there talking and everything on TV, and he was one of the greats. So, and I got to I got to to hang with him, talk to him, ride in his private jet. He took me home one time in his private. Jet. I mean, in this plane, I only I can't remember where we was coming from. We was coming from a, a, a another city, and I might have missed the bus because sometimes I have to be late. Sometimes, sometimes I might have missed the bus or something to the airport. And I think I flew back with John Candy. Amazing man, I, I you know, amazing man. Rest in peace, John Candy. Love that man. He was such a such a a fan of the game, such a good person, and such a funny actor. So, and I was really. Really, because I would already been acting, I was thinking about asking John to uh, uh, let me audition for another role in one of his movies, and he passed. So I, I was, you know, it's like I said, it's just I was I've been fortunate and blessed to meet all these different people and work with these different people, but it's not over. My journey is not over. No question, and yes, rest in peace to John Candy, a Canadian icon, and someone loved not just in CFL circles, but in the entire country. You mentioned two things in terms of being great, the confidence, but also envisioning it happen before mentally. Those sound like some of the guiding principles of Pete Carroll as a coach, and he coached you twice at NC State and <laughs> Buffalo. What are the, the Pete Carroll-isms, the stories, the, the personality um, that, that you remember and that you're fond of? Um, well, um, see, Pete, see, Pete Carroll was so like me. That's the funny thing. That's why we really got along. Uh, he was a young guy when he, when he coached me at NC State. Matter of fact, on our recruiting trip, um, we played basketball. That was my highlight of my recruiting trip. We played five-on-five, full-court basketball. And I love basketball. I mean, I love basketball. Uh, I love football, too, but I really love basketball. And I played basketball. I played it in junior high. I played it in uh, high school. I played in the boys' clubs. I won some championships in boys' clubs. Matter of fact, I got uh, inducted into my, the Washington, D.C. Kingman Boys Club Hall of Fame two years ago. Ain't that something? I say it must be Hall of Fame thing. It's just rolling. I got inducted that, and that was because of basketball. Because we pl I played basketball on a, on a couple of championship teams at Kingman Boys Club. But Pete Carroll, we played basketball on our recruiting trip, and I loved it. And his energy was like mine. It's like happy, enjoy, just go out here and play. Don't worry about nothing, and do the best you can. Put you know, and put it all in the field. And another thing I forgot to say when you asked me that question uh, is also to be great. You got to put your heart into it because if you put your heart into it, your body will follow. Your body will follow. So with Pete Carroll, it was just an instant, like, he's like a big brother to me. And it was just funny. And then he went to Buffalo, and I went to Buffalo with him. And, you know, we, he coached me, and I was doing my thing. And I broke a kickoff for, like, a 97-yard touchdown. You know, and I was knocking people out like I was doing. You know, he loved that. Like, he really loved when you, when you play hard and aggressive. And, and it was just, like I said, it was a perfect fit for me. And actually – if if y'all can, if somebody can, I'm trying to contact Pete Carroll and let him know that I got selected 
to the Hall of Fame because I want him to know because of what he did for me as a football player, what he did for me as a young man, you know. So he, you know, when you see some of his mic'd up segments, his speeches, they're, they're movie-like speeches. And I think the greatest football movie speech has to be Al Pacino any given Sunday. The inches we need are all around us. You were you were supposed to be in that film and it didn't happen. Tell us the story. Yes. Okay, so check this out. Like I was my last year, 1998 in Edmonton. Uh, we was in the playoffs, right? But I got a call about an audition for any given Sunday, right? So I'm sitting up here. This is funny because I'm in a I'm in a tough place. I'm in a tough position because for me, because if we won the game, that playoff game, I couldn't make it. But if we lose, I could go make the audition. So I'm in a I'm in a tough situation, but because I am a constant, I mean I am the I am a teammate through and through. I play my ass off, and we won. But because we won, I and we went to Calgary and lost the next week. I would say y'all could have lost this week, y'all could have lost last week, and I could have been in any given Sunday. Y'all want to lose? <laughs> y'all want to lose? So, but that's why I was not in any given Sunday because we won the first playoff game. And then we lost the second one. And I was so, because I knew so many people in the movie also, and I knew I would have made the team. You know what I'm saying? Because they always picked me, didn't they? They always picked me. So, it, it just, but it is amazing. Every time I watch that movie, I'd be like, oh, I could have been there. Because I love Al Pacino too, right? That's my dude, man. Scarface. Oh my God, Godfather. That's my dude. I say, man, working with man. But you know what? I get another chance, maybe in some other movie, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my that's my any given Sunday story. Man, instead of my name is Willie Willie Beam, and it could have been my name is Don Don hey, you Wilson. Know, hey, 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 hey. I but I met Jamie Foxx too. I worked in a movie with him too. I like him. That's my dude too. That's my dude. He reminds me a lot of me because he was like a <laughs> grand. Yeah, because no, because he's funny and he's very talented. He could do a lot of different things, but. And he also was real close to his grandmother, and I was real close to my mother. So I, it, it just it's just the correlation stuff like that, just stuff like that, you know. Uh, but I met him, played ping pong with him on the set, you know what I'm saying? Beat him a couple of times, you know what I'm saying? Then I had to stop because you know he was the actor, he was the lead actor. But you know, <laughs> he was a good dude, good good person, good actor too. So, so I, I'm I, like I said, I've been I've been around a, a lot of greats, and that movie he did Ray. <sighs> Man, that's one of my favorite movies and one of the best acting jobs I've seen. Give us, as we close, and thank you again for your time, your best Don Wilson story. Could be in sports, could be in acting, could have been your travels in between. Your best story is what? This is my best story. I was in high school my senior year. My mom, who I miss and love dearly, um, she was, she was the reason I'm, I'm in the Hall of Fame now, my mother. Uh, she took me out for lunch on homecoming day, right? But we played in the afternoons, like 3 o'clock right after school when I was in high school. So my mom took me out for lunch and everything. I thought that was the most beautiful thing. You know, I'm just bonding with my mom on my senior year homecoming, right? But so then we get to eating and time get to moving and growing by. We're talking and everything, you know. And I noticed 
it was getting late. It was almost two o'clock, and the game started at three. Now we wasn't in walking distance. We would we drove to lunch. She took me to somewhere nice, and you know we had a good great lunch. So I, I said, Mom, we 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 got to go. Uh, it's it's almost it's two o'clock. The game started at three. Say, boy, don't worry about it. We're gonna be there. Don't even worry about it, boy. Come on, come on, let's go. Okay, let's, all right, we're gonna go. Okay, we're going. So we go, and I get to the field, and it's three o'clock. They are running on the field dressed. Everybody dressed and ready to go, right? I had to run in the locker room and get dressed. By the time I get on get out there, they already kicked off. The coach say, uh, 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 where you been? I, I, I say, I say, uh, my man, I say, coach, I was with my mom. She took me to lunch. Uh, you know, and I'm going to tell you something. I had my best game ever in life. Like all the other things, all the things I've done, you know, to, to uh, college, the pros, none of the games compared to that one game. I had three interceptions, and we beat the team that we weren't even supposed to be. It was an amazing day. My mom, I say, I say, thank you, mom, for making me late. I love you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because I guess that's what happens because I'm always late. Like I'm still always late. Like when I was playing in Canada, I used to miss planes. I mean, that's I got. I mean, we got some stories about planes. You don't want that story, but that's my favorite story because it was really true. I mean, how many times you get three interceptions? How many times you get even two interceptions? I got three, and we won the game. And that same year, I went to I went to the high school all star game. I made MVP. Uh, you know, I got recruited. You know, and and then I went to a junior college that was where Pete Carroll found me. Uh, from the junior college, I made All American. So you know, but that day, that game, I think it like it put me on the map in some ways. You know, it got me recognized in some ways. But yeah, that's that's my favorite story. Don, I need to know what you ate for lunch. Is what I need to know. You, you, you know what? You know, I, you know I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know I don't remember what I ate. But it didn't matter. It it wasn't really. I don't think it was the food. I just thought it was with because I was with my mom. I don't really think about. I don't think it was the food I ate that day. I think it's the fact that I love my mom so much, too much, three much that. Whatever she did, it was gonna work out. And like I said, even with the late thing with me, I mean, I'm still late. I'm late to, to the set sometimes, but it seems to work out for me. It really seems to work out. I, like I said, I was late a lot. I used to buy chicken for the teams in Canada a lot because I was late, but I would always play good, even though I was late, you know? Well, one thing I can say is uh, you cannot be late for your Hall of Fame ceremony. Oh my God. The, cer oh, I, the ceremony I, starts when you get there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hold up, hold up. We had a reunion. <laughs> we just had a Toronto reunion a few months ago, like virtual. <laughs> and I was late. I wasn't trying to be late. Did you notice I was late today? <laughs> I was you didn't even notice anything, I was dog. late today. I wasn't going to say anything, but. Hello. <laughs> I be trying. I'm, look, I think I, the problem with me is I think I got way more time than I really do. Every time I just think I got way more time. 
nothing is it, no, nothing comes in fact that like traveling you know <laughs> traffic <laughs> nothing it's like i got i got time i got time i got time no you don't but you know hey it, it's just a part of me that's my dna my mama she made me late she made me late so well so we're, we're glad that she made you and we're glad that she you know gave you those those great values and brought you that great meal and, and you will walk into the hall of fame with her. Congratulations, Don Wilson. Thank you for this. Thank you for the stories. And we look forward to continuing to see you on our television screens and movie screens in the future. Take care, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Y'all too. Thank you. Thank you so much to Don Wilson for the memories and the laughs uh, and the patience as we went through uh, his career, despite the fact he's in L.A. And there's a little bit of technical difficulties as we did the interview, um, but it's good to connect with some of the OGs of the CFL as he goes into the hall. If you want to stay connected with what's going on with our league, CFL.ca is obviously the place. Give us a follow on IG, on Twitter, on all of the social media platforms. And if you go to the website, O'Leary has some training camp thoughts. Chris O'Leary, and it's great, one, to read anything that he does, but two, to be thinking about training camp and battles and who is going to be playing where and who's going to be starting and whatnot. So that is on cfl.ca. Also, there's a great conversation that we had a while back, actually, it was in March, we talked to Brian Chu, former great offensive lineman with the Alouettes and coach with the Lions about the anti-Asian hate violence that we've seen. Well, BC Lions did us one better and had a powerful discussion with not just Brian Chu, but also with O-lineman Suk Chung about their perspectives on what is going on and how they are celebrating Asian Heritage Month. So go to CFL.ca and check that out. And as always, make sure you rate, review, share, and like this very podcast. Five stars would be appreciated because we do it for you. Until next time, thanks for listening. The Waggle, the official podcast of the Canadian Football League.